We're the Valentins. And we are passionate about people. Every human was created for fulfilling relational connection. But that's not always what comes easiest. We know this because of our wide range of personal experience, as well as our years of working with people. So we're going to crack open topics like dating, marriage, family, and parenting to encourage, entertain, and equip you for a deeply fulfilling life of relational health. Hey, everybody, we have such an exciting announcement today. We are launching our marriage intensive registration today. And as our podcast listeners and subscribers, you're actually hearing about it first. We are really excited about it. It's six weeks long, starting on October the 17th. And this marriage intensive is for married couples that have been together for any length of time, newlyweds to have been married forever and have already raised kids, whatever the case might be. Um, Maybe you're living with some bad habits that have led to disconnection. Maybe you need to brush up on your communication or your conflict resolution skills. Maybe you're just feeling stuck in some areas, or maybe you're just looking to build some foundational elements into your marriage connection that um, help strengthen things as you raise a family together or grow old together. Whatever the situation might be, we trust that this marriage intensive will help you build a more thriving marriage connection. We're excited to offer it to you. And uh, you can visit jasonandlaurenvalentin.com to get more details and information and to register. You can also look for the link in the bio. But very excited to announce this to our podcast listeners first. Welcome back to Dates, Mates, and Babies with the Valentins. Guys, we're so excited to be doing a new podcast this week. And uh, baby, you want to talk about what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. What's well, back to school? So we are going to talk today about balancing family life for success this year, which let's let me just let me just launch for a moment into why I feel like this is really important. So Those of you that have kids, those of you that are raising families, you know this, but honestly, anyone, I feel like August and September is just naturally the start of a new season for a lot of people, for most people. The world, at least in the United States, it kind of works where, yeah, January 1st is the start of a year, but like August and September, the start of a school year really does begin um, a rhythmic schedule for a lot of people. So you've just come out of summertime and this is where things gear up, right? Like in churches, this is where small groups start. This is where the new classes begin. You know, Sunday school kicks on. Um, if you're raising a family, your kids are starting school. They have soccer practice now three nights a week. There's PTA meetings and, you know, even with work, I feel like oftentimes, um, the start of the fall kind of initiates a brand new season. And what typically happens, at least in the Western world, is there's this enormous ramp up of activity. And you start, it just feels like things go from manageable to out of control busy in a matter of weeks, especially when you're raising kids in this time of year. And the wild thing is that it's also the start of the fourth quarter. So we're flying downhill into the holiday season. And I feel like in family life and for a lot of people, this time of year becomes one of the most stressful times of the year. And so I think it would be incredible if people just kind of 
paused and took stock of like, okay, wait, what are we saying yes to this fall? How are we setting our families up for success? How, how are we setting ourselves up for success to enter into the fourth quarter of the year, knowing that the world around us is going to try to make us busy, busy, busy? What do we need to do internally and what do we need to do with systems and structure to make sure that we are driving the bus in our own life and that we are not getting drug along, (laughs) drug behind the bus going full speed. So anyways, we're going to unpack a little bit of that. It's also, it's also hunting season starts and see in uh, you got husband some of y'all yeah, have husbands that are gonna try to be gone are, you gotta say no they're all dreaming about <laughs> elk hunting and deer hunting and bear hunting and and football football yeah anyways Gosh. there's a lot of really fun this things is just a love hate fall. season honestly i don't hate it i love it i do love it but i just think i love it when we set ourselves up by being powerful over our uh priorities and making know, sure do you know what i hate though and i what? know i just cut you off what I hate the parent-teacher conferences. When's the last time you went to a parent-teacher conference? That's how much I hate it. I'm just still <laughs> in my mind. You know what I mean? We don't even have any kids in school right now, and he's having PTSD about parent-teacher <laughs> conferences. It's real. <laughs> it actually says more about him than it does our kids. So yeah, anyways. For sure. All right, let's go. First things first. If we're talking about balancing family life, we need to define what balance is. Yeah. You want to speak to that, babe? Yeah. Um, to me, it's so we always have this idea in life that like people ask me, like, how do you balance life? And I'm like, well, there there is no real balance to life in the sense that you do everything perfectly. Or You're that gonna, everything has equal weight. Balance yeah. often implies equal weight and there is no equal weight. There's not. It's defining your priorities. That's it. The priorities that you're going to protect. And in in marriage, we're always protecting our connection. And with our kids, we're always protecting our connection. And so just think about it like this, like we're, we're ramping up, we're gonna lose some time with the kids because we're moving out of that, that summer fun season. And we're gonna lose some time together um, with one another because things are getting busier, right? The kids are getting on their schedule, we're getting in our schedules. Everything's kinda, uh, the screws are being tightened down on the ship. And so we have to really right away start to go, okay, how do we protect our connection with our kids and our marriage inside of the school starting and all the busyness that that happens? And honestly, I joked about hunting, but that's a real thing for us. And for a (laughs) lot of my friends is how do you balance all the things that are pulling on us in this fourth quarter that that really matter and do it well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that um, when it comes to determining priorities, you know, families are going to have, I would say we would say that um, protecting connection, making that the goal of your marriage is going to filter out a whole lot of other decision-making that you have to make or do. And in general, we, we would say that making connection the goal is a smart, wise move for any family, any couple out there. Beyond that, I think that it's, it's true that every family is going to have a different set of high values, a different set of core values, you know, 
things that feel like we're going to put a lot of weight and importance on this. Some of it's just really circumstantial. Like you either have probably one working parent or maybe there's two working parents in your home. Maybe you have babies and toddlers. Maybe you have grade school age kids and older. So depending on the season of life that you're in, depending on the work dynamic that you have in your home, you already have certain uh, priorities and values in place that you, you have to kind of work around. You have to kind of work with. Um, others, I think, you know, if your family's in ministry, then there's a whole nother set of, uh, you know, circumstances or challenges or priorities that you're going to have to work with and balance out. But actually getting some of those down on paper, I would say taking some time with your spouse, if you're married to actually write down on paper, get a visual for like, what are the big buckets that we have, you know, work, kids, whether they're in school or not, ministry, whatever the things are, the biggest buckets that take your time and your energy and your attention, I would say, write those down. And then figure out, even on a practical level, you know, what what kind of hours are we talking about with these things? Like time-wise, how are these impacting? What is the footprint of these big buckets in our life? And then beyond that, I think you really move into kind of needing to to create boundaries and actually strategy for time management. And how are you going to, you know, make all of this work? We lead a marriage intensive. Mm -hmm. Um, We we're going to be launching one at some point in the fall. But uh, in our last round of our marriage intensive, I remember a conversation with one of the couples where we were talking about prioritizing connection in marriage being the ultimate goal. And the comment was made, you know, finding time for a date night has felt really impossible because we're just so busy. And I get that, right? Like we've been in the season of school age kids before we're, we're on round two of nope. raising children. So we are no fools when it comes to like the, the time, the demand of having like school age kids in our day and age is wild. But we would argue that if your family is so busy with school, sports, activities, work, etc., that you can't actually carve out time to sew into your marriage connection, there's probably a problem. And it might be a great opportunity for you to kind of push pause, reassess, reevaluate, figure out how are we going to make the main thing the main thing? Because we know that if our marriages aren't getting the time, energy, and attention that they need in order to thrive, ultimately our kids aren't thriving. If we're not on the same page, our kids actually aren't getting the best of us, no matter how many after-school activities we have them in, no matter how many sports you know they're able to participate in, they're not getting our best if our marriages are not prioritized well. Yeah, and I think that stopping and really looking at what's on your plate Mm -hmm. as a couple, right? Mom and dad both have to be able to know, okay, what does it mean that we're starting a new chapter, a new season, and we're we're entering out of an old season into a new one? And so getting really super practical on what the school schedule is, getting really practical on what the work schedules are, Mm -hmm. getting really practical on what the expectations are, And who's going to take, who's going to, how do you conquer, divide and conquer in this Mm -hmm. season as a couple? 
and really get on the same page because this is where I feel like this is where it's really easy for moms to feel alone. Yes. Because this new season happens, right? And moms typically do the back to school shopping. They typically do the organizing of the materials. They do the calendar and schedule and planning and dad's working, you know, he's at work grinding away like I would be, but this is a place where it's easy for mom to be like, I feel like I'm doing this all alone. Yeah. And again, like that's just, that's hard on the relationship and yeah. it doesn't have to be like that. It's not like, it's not even like dad has to go and do the planning and do the shopping and do all those things, no. but to be on the same page about what's happening and what's required and where our money's being spent and you know, being able to encourage and uh, be partnered in this area is really huge. Yeah. And so doing a great job at getting really practical in the seasons is big. Absolutely. I think that, um, well, two things come to mind. Number one, I think a lot of families wait for summertime to roll around every year so that the mom can take a huge exhale and parents can get on the same page and maybe there's like vacation planned and there's quality time you build into your summer plans to do quality time. And I think that's all really good because to make a really big investment before you know you're going to spend a lot is a good plan. But I just think that if in general there's more teamwork done throughout the year, the need for the huge exhale in the summertime is less. And I think that there's, you know, if you don't have to run a million miles an hour all year long to get to the summertime where hopefully you'll get to take a deep breath, I just think the more, the more teamwork, the more um, partnership that you experience in the school year is only going to make those big times of refreshing and investment in the summertime. It's going to make them even better. The second thing that I think about is how our culture you know, I'm going to use the phrase mom guilt, but I think that there's just as much, you know, we're just going to call it parent guilt. There's a lot of pressure built into culture these days to keep our kids really active, really busy, really stimulated. And, you know, I was born in the eighties, so I can think back to plenty of times where, you know, my parents didn't have anything planned for us. Nothing. <laughs> like the plan was go outside and play. Yeah, exactly. The plan was like, wake up, you know where the cereal is. Go ahead, pour yourself a bowl mm. and then head outside. Girl, get out there and play. And I know that our culture has so evolved that some of that is some of that. It isn't possible on the same level. I remember I had conversations with my dad about growing up in Um, he grew up in Denver, Colorado. And when he grew up in Denver in the fifties and sixties, um, there, they, they were in a, a neighborhood and for miles and miles around them, it was just wild land, you know, like they'd run down to the Creek and they'd play and they'd ride their bikes. And now it's this huge city. It's like a booming city. And his little neighborhood is just like right in the center of it all. And so, that's just a visual for what I feel like life, like what has happened to our American life over the last number of decades. But so I get that our kids today don't have quite the same even opportunity of like, just go outside. I don't want to see the whites of your eyes until the sun goes down. Like that doesn't really work in most neighborhoods anymore. So I get it. 
At the same point, I think that, gosh, as a community of parents, could we not just like agree to let go of the pressure of having to sign your kids up for 500 billion different activities? And if they're not in a sport and a music and an art activity every season of every year, you know, I had, I've had friends who've just decided all together. Actually, we, um, we interviewed Jenna and Aaron Zint a number of months ago and Jenna, runs something called the habit lab. And one of the things that she taught me when I took her class was to look at the season and actually determine what habits you are going to implement for a season, depending on the demands. And one of the things that's really worked for their family is they just said no to all sports. I think it was last spring. They just decided we're not doing any activities after school in the spring. And you know what? That was that decision was made in order to protect their connection in their family and over activity was really coming in between their connection and I just felt so proud of them for making that huge shift and you know what? Your kids are actually going to be 100% fine if they don't play soccer for a season or if they don't, you know. So I think we just have to get really good at assessing yeah. and not being afraid to say no. Yeah, and that's to me, that's the big thing is it's, it's a, it's a balance, right? Between some kids really do well when they're active and when they have that outlet, but it's about taking a look at the entire family and yeah. seeing how is this really working for us? Because man, saying yes is kind of fun <clears throat> and it can you can feel like, oh, we're doing all these things and busy is, is busy often feels productive mm -hmm. to just people in general. Like uh, it, whenever you ask your, your friends, how are you doing? Good. Just really busy. Like that's all that's like the American answer. I'm really busy. I'm really important. I'm doing big things. And, <laughs> and I'm I'm not uh, void from that conversation either. I'm laughing at myself like, oh, good. I'm really busy because uh, we don't feel productive when we're not. But man, we have to make sure that that we are really doing the things that are giving us a return in this next season. And so saying no and saying yes, making sure that it is really what you want to do, that you guys are on the same page, that you're going yeah. the same direction is big. Yeah. And part of that too that I've talked a lot about is a lot of families spend time together, but they don't spend quality time together. Yeah. And a lot of couples spend time together but they don't spend quality time together. Mm -hmm. And so there's this big misconception to me and friends that a lot of friends spend a lot of time together, but they don't spend quality time together. And to me that it's not about not having your kids in sports or not having them in the recital. It's about, are we getting that quality connection time together that is giving me a return for my investment? Mm -hmm. And are we spending the type of time together? Like when I grew up, my family, we ate dinner every night together at the table. It's something that we did. Me too. And my dad worked, you know, long hours and worked late hours, but almost without exception, we would, our family would be at the dinner table, talking to one another, laughing, joking, and there wasn't, you know, the TV would go off. I remember my parents walking over, turning the TV off for dinner or telling us like, hey, you can't watch that. And that, was, that was hard back in the day because we didn't have like, you couldn't pause your show. You know, you were just <laughs> literally just missing your show. Right. But they really fought for that time. 
And I also remember like my dad would let me stay up late at night if I would watch Pat Robertson with him. Pat <laughs> Robertson was like a, 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 you know, a preacher. And that was one of the things my dad really watched. But for my dad, that was important. So he would, although sleep was important and, but these are the things that he prioritized in his life. Like you can come with me, you can stay up late if you want to watch Pat Robertson. So sometimes I would stay up late and watch old Pat go for it. And it was awesome. But to me, it's, it's all about if you only have a little bit of time, make sure that you're planning and prepping so that that time is spent well. And a lot of times for, for couples, it's, are you going deep? Are you talking about, you know, the real things in your life? Do you feel, are you turning towards one another? All the stuff that we've talked about in the past, but when seasons get busy, what we tend to do is we tend to just want to turn on the TV and veg out. And it's like, you can do that some as long as you're connected, as long as your tanks are filled up, as long as you're on the same page. Like there's nothing wrong with watching a a show together, but you can't do that in place of real connection. And same with the kids, right? The kids get home and it's easy for me as a dad to like, I just want the kids to eat, be peaceful and go to bed. Right. And because I'm tired, but that doesn't actually equal a good connection. That's not the best use of my time. And so making sure that I don't have to spend three hours a night playing with the kids, but I do need to make sure that the hour that I am with them during playtime, that I'm with them during playtime because that's the time that I have to parent them. And so to me, like it's, it's not like you have to give tons and tons of time to any one thing, but make sure that, that you're spending quality time, that you're actually doing the thing that you want to do. The busier you get, the more intentional you have to become to protect that. Yeah. And I think these times of intentionality can happen. I mean, they can happen in the car. I know that my, some of my friends that have school age kids, they've got a captive audience for, you know, a half an hour's drive each way, each day kind of a thing. It's like the music goes off. It's a time of asking questions. It's a time of, you know, engaging with their kids in the emotion wheel. They'll kind of go through the emotion wheel. Um, we, we talk a lot about our friends, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill, who lead connection codes. And one of their tools is the core emotion wheel and teaching your kids how to actually identify their emotions and share. How many of you have had, you know, conversations with your kids? How was the day? Good. What'd you do? I don't know. What was your favorite part of the day? Recess. You know, <laughs> yeah. just kind of like, yeah. wow. Lunch okay. Time. I feel like I know you so much better after this chat, but actually if you can, teach your kids how to identify their emotions and start sharing from their hearts about their day. Gosh, it's amazing what you'll learn about your kids. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, your captive audience in the car to and from school, maybe the music goes off and you just ask questions or you go through that core emotion wheel. Dinner time is a great time to do that. And then be beside that, I think actually, you know, and, and this would be true for, for families, but even for single people, looking ahead, knowing this is the quarter of the year that ramps up. It tries to suck you into busyness. The holidays are coming. So build margin in ahead of time. I think that is a huge, a huge key for success is to go ahead and build margin in. You know, things are going to come up. 
you know that you're going to get birthday party invitations for your kids. You're going to come home with birthday party invitations in their backpacks. So let's not plan something every single Saturday. Mm-hmm. Let's build in margin. Um, if you're, you know, you're, you're balancing work life and church life, maybe you're single or maybe you're dating and you just know it's going to start to feel really busy. And then I'm going to have this sense of family obligation come come in around the time of the holidays. We'll go ahead and start building in margin. Plan times to be, do fun things with friends on the weekends. Make sure that you're not, you know, packing all of your weekends full of obligations. I think building in that margin is huge. Yeah. Helps you create time, helps you find time for quality time, not just quantity of activity. Well, I think a great question to ask yourself is, is the pace that we're running at sustainable? Yeah. And so, you know, get a month into the school year and a month into this new season and, have that conversation with your spouse. Is the pace that we're running at sustainable? Do we enjoy it? Is this helpful? You know, how do you, how are we feeling about what's happening in our family? Are we able to have many meaningful time? You know, are the kids thriving? And just a simple question like that can really help to make sure that your priorities are on point. And so I think the next thing and to when I fought fire a lot, um, my boss would always say to me, blessed are the flexible for they shall not break. Because we know, right, when, th- when the crap hits the fan and you, you have to scramble, like everyone's got a perfect plan. In firefighting, you have lots of plans. There's, there is a right way to do it. And if you're the first responder on a fire, you know what your job is and what you're doing. But you also can't be so rigid that you don't take time to reassess and to flex into to kind of go off the beaten path and, and right. make a good assessment. And for married couples, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, for married couples and coming into this season is all about being being planned enough that you don't get caught with your pants down right. and everything's on fire, but being <laughs> flexible enough that you don't break when you have to bend some. And to me, that's the building and margin. That's the go shopping ahead of time. Don't wait for the last freaking week. You know, make sure that you're putting things on a calendar that you and your husband are are looking at. It's the, I have the kid's calendar on my calendar. I share a calendar. And so those, by having systems in place, it allows us to be flexible because I we're not, I'm not so uninformed that I break every time I get a lot of pressure. I can clearly see where we need to bend, where we need to flex, where we need to move. And, and so I do think that in these new seasons where things are, are coming, you know, fairly quickly and the loads getting heavier, you have to be better planned so that you can be more flexible as they come. Yep. I think part of that too, is just the, the communication around, um, expectations is really big. It's wild how often I find myself in some sort of disappointment and realize it's because I had an expectation I never communicated. Mm. So even in marriage, I think, you know, you know, I have an idea about how the weekend is going to go in my mind. It's going to be connecting and relaxing. And then all of a sudden Jay feels the pressure to do a bunch of yard work on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, totally. The yard needs to be done. He spends 
time mowing and then he needs to edge and then he needs to blow. And then it feels like he discovers a project along the way that also needs doing. And so by the time, you know, afternoon nap rolls around, we haven't really seen each other. He's been outside. I've been inside getting chores done. And then by Sunday, I feel this huge sense of disappointment because my weekend has blown by. Mm -hmm. I have barely seen my husband. Yeah, we were doing things that really needed doing. Why do I feel so disappointed? Oh, actually it's because I had an expectation or a need that I never communicated on Friday. And that's only my fault. It's not like I did something wrong by not communicating it. It just means that, okay, another weekend went by. And actually, if I had just communicated to Jay on Friday what I was feeling like I needed, if we could have built that in, um, then the yard work and the housework would have felt like worth it because we were connected by the end because I had communicated what I needed and we built in time for that. I just think communicating expectations and being realistic is huge. The other thing that I think about Um, with regards to expectations and then time management is this is just like, maybe we'll just consider this like a free tip for anybody out there. Do it. I would recommend not scheduling enormous projects in this last quarter of the year. And what I mean by that is I've, (laughs) I have seen friends or family just, you know, whatever, maybe there's like a bathroom renovation that you've been really wanting to get done. You know what? If you push that sucker off till January, you'll thank yourself. I know it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's, um, I don't know, even funny things like you need a new car and you're shopping for a new car. So you're going to sell the old one and you're going to clean it. Like whatever, those kinds of things seem simple, but they take a lot of brain space. I think moving some of those big projects to more chill times of the year I've never seen that work out badly. I just think this this season coming up, this fall heading into the holidays, you know you're going to have a lot on your plate. You know stuff is going to come up. You know how the holidays are. Let's just create as much margin as possible. Yeah. Oh, the temptation to do it all, right? To not want to miss out on anything, to live life to the fullest. I feel like in this season... That's what I'm personally always battling. It's like, oh, I want the kids to do everything they want to do. And I want to get the last of the summer in and do the last of the fun things. And also, you know, I, I want to, to like, I hate missing out on stuff. And so, man, I've screwed myself over so many times this time of year, specifically because of all the, the all the opportunity to hunt, to fish, kids starting school, to the, the trips coming up, the holidays, all that stuff. So guys, we hope this was helpful for you. And uh, if you love what we're doing, if you got some friends that are starting school and these tips were helpful for you, go ahead and share the podcast with them. Um, we love it when you leave a review too. Mm-hmm. It helps a ton. So we go through, we read them. and uh, But beyond that, we're thankful for you. You guys have a great week this week and we will see you next week. 